If you've enjoyed listening to Issues Etc. in 2023, please make a year-end gift to support this worldwide outreach. For a year-end donation of $250 or more, we'll send you our forthcoming book, Objections Overruled 3, Answering Arguments Against Christianity, and a new recording of 15 hymns featuring the Lutheran Public Radio Choir. You can make a secure online contribution today at issuesetc.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support at the end of 2023. We affirm that Holy Scripture, the Bible, the Old and New Testaments are not only inspired and infallible, but they cannot err. We call it inerrancy, biblical inerrancy. Now, that is a wonderful teaching. It is a teaching that is found in Scripture itself. But is it necessary to believe that for salvation? Sometimes arguments made against Christianity is that you have to believe in biblical inerrancy or you can't be saved. Welcome back to Issues Etc. It's our series, Answering Arguments Against Christianity. Today, biblical inerrancy isn't necessary for salvation. Dr. John Warwick Montgomery joins us. He's Emeritus Professor at the University of Bedfordshire in England, Honorary Advocate of the Paris Bar after 20 years of legal practice in France. He's a barrister at law in England and Wales and a member of the Bar of the Supreme Court of the United States. Professor at large with 1517 The Legacy Project, Director of the International Academy of Apologetics, Evangelism, and Human Rights, and author and editor of more than 60 books, including a chapter in our forthcoming book, Objections Overruled 3. Dr. Montgomery, welcome back. Thank you. Is the belief in biblical inerrancy necessary for salvation? No, it isn't. In spite of the fact that there are fundamentalists who seem to present it as such, it is not necessary for salvation. You can see that, for example, in the case of the uh, thief on the cross. Our Lord promised that he would be with Jesus in paradise, but there is no evidence whatsoever that he uh, maintained a view of the Bible which would involve its entire trustworthiness, or indeed what his view of the Bible actually was. His salvation, of course, depended solely on one thing, and that was his relationship to Jesus Christ personally. What is the danger of teaching that the belief in biblical inerrancy is necessary for salvation? Well, the danger, of course, is the same as that of making anything necessary for salvation, which, as a matter of fact, is not necessary. What it does is to shift one's attention to belief in something which may be absolutely true, but which is not the relationship with Jesus Christ that affords salvation. Why is belief in biblical inerrancy nonetheless necessary? Well, it's necessary for a number of reasons. First of all, because the Bible is our sole source of knowledge of Jesus himself. And therefore, if the Bible is not reliable as a historical work, when it speaks of whatever it's talking about, 
why should it be reliable when it gives us our information about Jesus? The understanding we have of Jesus is going to come from the Bible. So if one doesn't consider the Bible to be a reliable source of information in other respects, there's no reason to consider it a reliable source of information about Jesus himself. Therefore, not holding to the full authority of Scripture imperils salvation. It doesn't imperil it because the Bible saves. No book can save anybody. One can be saved only by a person, God Almighty, taking our sins on himself and dying for us, and therefore making it possible for us to be freed of our sins. The problem here is to make sure that we understand the difference between what actually brings about salvation and the source from which we receive that understanding. What's the danger of denying biblical inerrancy? Well, if you deny biblical inerrancy, for one thing, you're not going to grow spiritually, because Scripture says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So people who don't hold to the full authority of Scripture don't grow spiritually. They remain immature. Another factor is what we were just talking about, that if you don't hold to the inerrancy of Scripture, then how are you able to trust what you believe about Jesus? Because any true statement about Jesus has got to be backed up by God's revelation, by Scripture itself. So God's revelation in Scripture becomes the source of our personal relationship with Christ and therefore our salvation. Can saving faith survive without Holy Scripture? Well, it can't survive without Scripture, no, because without Scripture we wouldn't know what saving faith was. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that simply by believing that the Bible is inerrant, uh, completely true, trustworthy, that a person is saved. Jehovah's Witnesses believe in the inerrancy of Scripture presumably, but that doesn't save them. Why? Because they don't understand the gospel, and the gospel is the heart of Scripture. But there are lots of people who read the Bible for other reasons, or read it with a different kind of perspective, and miss its central teaching. And if you miss its central teaching, which is the teaching of salvation, then, of course, salvation is not going to be rammed down your throat. This has got to be a matter of personal decision. What's the problem with allowing for errors in the secular, so-called secular content of the Bible? Uh, yes, you know, there are religious liberals uh, within evangelicalism who say, as long as you believe the spiritual stuff in Scripture, including presumably the Gospel, everything is okay, it doesn't make any difference if the other things, the so-called secular things, 
are ignored or not considered correct. The difficulties with this idea is gigantic. First of all, all knowledge is interrelated. Psychology connects with biology. Biology connects with history. Physics and chemistry are interrelated. If we think that factual material in scripture that is, in quotes, secular, isn't important, we don't understand that there's no way to separate the secular stuff, in quotes, from the religious stuff. I mean, take Jesus' death on the cross. Is that a historical event, a secular historical event, or is it a theological event? That question is like if you stop beating your wife. (laughs) Obviously, the death of Christ on the cross is both the most important theological event in history, and it is historically true. If it were not historically true, it wouldn't be worth anything theologically. So what we've got to do is to recognize that the interconnection of all knowledge is going to mean the interconnection of all data in Scripture, and there's no way in the world of separating the secular, so-called secular, from the so-called religious. What is the basis for the Church's teaching of biblical inerrancy? basis for the Church's teaching is Jesus' own view of the Bible. Jesus says, search the Scriptures, for they testify of me. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And therefore, if you take any other view of the Bible than that it is, in fact, totally true, you are not taking the view that God himself takes of the book that God himself has written. And that is not a very smart idea. Uh, It's always a good idea to go with the author's own understanding of what he has done. And God Almighty, through Jesus, his Son, his incarnate Son, has told us that the Bible is entirely reliable and contact with it is absolutely essential if you want to grow in spiritually. We're responding to the argument biblical inerrancy isn't necessary for salvation. Our guest is Dr. John Warwick Montgomery, author and editor of more than 60 books, including a chapter in our forthcoming book, Objections Overruled 3. For a year-end gift of $250 or more, we'll send you Objections Overruled 3, Answering Arguments Against Christianity, and a new LPR choir recording, of 15 Christmas and Epiphany hymns. You can donate by check, make your check payable to Issues Etc., and send it to Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at issuesetc.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support of the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. at the end of the year. On the other side, how does Dr. Montgomery respond to the assertion that biblical inerrancy isn't taught in Scripture itself? If you've enjoyed listening to Issues Etc. in 2023, 
please make a year-end gift to support this worldwide outreach. For a year-end donation of $250 or more, we'll send you our forthcoming book, Objections Overruled 3, Answering Arguments Against Christianity, and a new recording of 15 hymns featuring the Lutheran Public Radio Choir. You can make a secure online contribution today at issuesetc.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support at the end of 2023. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Our church loves and is grateful for those that serve our country. Operation Barnabas, part of Ministry to the Armed Forces, equips you to reach out to veterans in your community to bring Christ to those that served. Call Ministry to the Armed Forces at 314-996-1337 or email lcmschaps at lcms.org. Thank you for your service. Thank you. God bless our military. It's the most wonderful time. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle Tired of an endless loop of pop Christmas music? Coming December 24th, sacred music for the Christmas season. LutheranPublicRadio.org Serenity Stability Solemnity Lutheran Public Radio Sacred Music for the Christmas Season Coming Christmas Eve at LutheranPublicRadio.org Casting Christ's Net on the Internet You're listening to Issues Etc. Christological. My friends, Jesus comes only for sinners. Historical. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by. Sacramental. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given unto death for your sins. To find a Christological, historical, and sacramental church near you, go to issuesetc.org and click Find a Church. the argument that biblical inerrancy isn't necessary for salvation. Dr. John Bork Montgomery is our guest. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues, etc. Dr. Montgomery, how do you respond to the assertion that biblical inerrancy isn't taught in the Bible itself? Well, the fact of the matter is that the word inerrancy uh, doesn't appear there. But if you look at Christian theology in general, you will find that some of the very most important words in theology, and therefore some of the most important concepts in theology, 
are not represented by specific words in Scripture. Thus, for example, uh, uh, Trinity. The word Trinity doesn't appear in the Bible anywhere. But the Trinity is not only clearly taught in Scripture, but it is vital to understand the nature of God. So the issue is not does the term inerrancy appear in Scripture, but does Scripture consider itself as inerrant, and does the author of Scripture and the center of Scripture, namely Jesus Christ, consider the Bible as totally without error? Jesus never criticized the Bible. He never said there was something the matter with it, some error or fault. And therefore, if you are going to be a consistent Christian, you're obviously going to want to view the Bible the way Jesus himself viewed it. So that's the first and most important reason for taking the Bible as inerrant. Then, if you look at church history, you will see that all the great theologians through the whole history of the church have held to the inerrancy of Scripture. This was Augustine's position, this was Luther's position, Calvin's position, John Wesley's position, and so on down the line. And uh, surely we would want to align ourselves with the great uh, names within the uh, Christian tradition rather than aligning ourselves with the names of some contemporary theologians. I came across a dean of the Harvard Divinity School who on one occasion said, well, poor Jesus, he would have maintained the inerrancy, he would have not maintained the inerrancy of Scripture if he'd only had the benefit of the higher criticism that we know today. To which my response was, well, the difference between your higher critic and Jesus is that the higher critic <laughs> is dead or dying, and Jesus rose again from the dead. So I'm going to go along with the person who showed he was God Almighty by rising again from the dead. I'm going to take his view of the Bible rather than your view of the Bible. How would you respond to the assertion that we should downplay biblical inerrancy for the sake of the gospel. Well, if you downplay the Bible for the sake of the gospel, you're actually going to cut off the limb on which you're sitting, and you are going to destroy your foundation for the gospel itself. So uh, to, to do that is, to, um, is something utterly f- foolish, What we've got to see is that without the Bible and without a reliable Bible, we would not have a gospel. We would not have a reliable gospel. And under those circumstances, it is insanity to think that we are somehow helping the proclamation of the gospel by downplaying the Bible. Dr. Montgomery, what can you tell us about the 2024 International Academy of Apologetics, Evangelism, and Human Rights, July 9th through the 20th in Strasbourg, France? Well, 
as with the past 20 years of this program, what we do is to try to present the most influential arguments against the faith and then provide the most effective answers to those arguments. And the reason that we feel this is important is that it seems to us that the major reason why our Christian brethren do not do evangelism is that they're frightened to death that they're going to be asked questions and given objections that they will not be able to handle. So the purpose of our apologetics program, our program in the defense of the faith, is to strengthen believers for evangelism. And this next summer, we're going to be having uh, Angus Minouge, we're going to be having Craig Parton, we're going to have myself, your humble servant. And these people have spent their lives providing answers for the faith that we have. And therefore, to come to the French Rhineland, the beautiful French Rhineland, for two weeks with professors like these is a tremendous privilege. And the cost is no greater than, as I've often said, going to Hawaii. The difference is that you will not come back with a sunburn. You'll come back as a better evangelist and as a better proclaimer of Christian truth. You'll find a link to the 2024 International Academy of Apologetics, Evangelism, and Human Rights at issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Dr. John Warwick Montgomery is Emeritus Professor at the University of Bedfordshire in England, Honorary Advocate of the Paris Bar after 20 years of legal practice in France. He's a barrister at law in England and Wales and a member of the Bar of the Supreme Court of the United States, Professor at Large with 1517, The Legacy Project, and Director of the International Academy of Apologetics, Evangelism, and Human Rights, and author and editor of more than 60 books. Dr. Montgomery, thank you. You're most welcome, as always. Friday on Issues Etc., what's your favorite Christmas hymn and why? You can submit your answer via email, talkback at issuesetc.org, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash issuesetc, Twitter at issuesetc, or the Issues Etc. comment line 618-223-8382. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for listening. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. The grace of God, the church's music, the Lord's Supper every service every Sunday, preaching Christ crucified and risen, our hope for years to come, there is hope in St. Louis, Hope Lutheran Church, that is. 
5218 Neosho Street, St. Louis, Missouri. Find us on the web at hopelutheranstl.org. College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois offers ACT, SAT, and PSAT test prep, scholarship application classes, college and career counseling, and more. Hi, this is Lori Konsky, president of College Preparation Station. We have helped our students obtain more than $7 million in tuition scholarships in 12 years. Find out more at cpsprep.com. Let us help you create a vision and find your future. The College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, cpsprep.com.